Hey landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. I love it, Kelly. Well, hey everyone, I'm Katie Lyon. I'm the marketing director of Furnish Finder and I also have some midterm rentals myself. So today we get to talk with Kate and Kate works for a company um, called, there we go. I didn't want to get it wrong. Okay. I wanted to say patriotic family homes and I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it. I'm sure they are patriotic, but um, Patriot Family Homes has a very high goal of getting to a thousand furnished rentals this year. And they have a split between short term and midterm, but they're really focused on serving families who need places to stay in and around um, military areas. So it's a really interesting discussion. Um, These guys have some really high aspirations and I can't wait to see them get there. Kate Hami is the Chief Growth Officer at Patriot Family Homes, headquartered in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Patriot Family Homes is proud to be a veteran-owned company focused on meeting the need for affordable, reliable housing, predominantly near military bases in the South. The company is making big waves in the midterm and short-term rental space and corporate housing with a 2023 company goal to acquire 1,000 furnished listings this year through acquisition, property management, and leasing. Kate, we are so honored to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Very well caffeinated. (laughs) Great answer. (laughs) How are you doing? I have this energy without caffeine. It's just natural. She does all the time. I can attest to that. I at least always have two caffeinated beverages on my desk and Kelly's always rocking water. So okay. yes, I actually had a friend that did a test once uh, and decided that caffeine might actually make you more sleepy because you're reliant on it in the morning. And so sometimes I'll go with, well, right now I'm, I'm, I only do decaf. And so, yeah, I, I think I believe that. Like that. I never needed it until I had kids. And then I was like, oh, I understand this. <laughs> yes. Kids brought me from like one cup in the morning to about four daily. Wow. 
At this point, I, I do have headaches from withdrawals. And, it's- <laughs> and okay. what's your go-to? Black coffee? Lattes? What do you like? I wish I could be cool enough to drink black coffee. That's a lifelong <laughs> goal of mine. But I don't. I have an espresso machine. Nespresso. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, that has made me forego all Starbucks and anything. Because it's just so good. So I just it do is. espresso with, mm-hmm. um, like, a little bit of creamer. Nespresso is amazing. Well, cool. Well, let's jump into the episode, which is what was the inspiration to start Patriot Family Homes in 2018? And you are not the founder, uh, founder Joe Riley. Tell us all about his vision. Oh, gotcha. Well, Joe is a serial entrepreneur who is just a genius in the business space, right? Sees a need and knows how to go after it and then grow. Um, However, he and my husband worked together in the military. And as I got out of the military, I happened to be available to help him a little bit with his endeavor. Um, You know, that like issue surrounding military housing and we, we have to move every one to three years. And that means packing up the whole family. And so he identified that need for, furnished housing around military bases. And so we, we started that way. He rented out his own house um, while his, his wife is a consultant travels a lot. And so, you know, she would go and be like, all right, houses for rent. And then, you know, put that up. But uh, he started that and, and grew a, a little bit of an imprint in the Columbus, Georgia area. Then they moved up to which is Fort Benning, soon to be Fort Liberty, I think, but um, then moved up to Fort Campbell, where he met my husband was actually his commander. And so uh, we started acquiring houses on purpose for this together. Hmm. And then, yeah, one thing led to another. We're both very growth oriented and um, never sleep. And maybe that's the caffeine. (laughs) Maybe we're, so. we're getting a theme here. Wait a oh. second. <laughs> so you're you're expressing a theme that we hear a lot on our show, which is see a need and meet a need. And what better need to meet than supporting our military families? So that's amazing. Uh, Katie, I, I'm going to let, I don't want to take over. So I'm going to let mm. you jump in yeah. and ask your first well, question. I, I always love to get the backstory with everything just because I think it gives such a clear picture. So tell us, you know, you gave us a little bit of how you how you got started. Tell us how many properties you have now um, in the company and what you guys' structure is. Are you acquiring them and purchasing them? Are you partnering with landlords? Like what's kind of your structure there and how have you, how have you gotten there? I'm going to regret letting you go first. You just combined four of my questions in one. This will be sorry, man. So So, like, I'm going to, this is the problem when I just, I just, I get told, you know, go crazy, Katie. And I'm like, all right, here we go, ma'am. Okay. So as far as like what we're acquiring, Right. Uh, we're right. Like what, what your portfolio is, how'd you get there? And like, what's your technique? Because we have some guests who co-host and we have some guests who, you know, they do take, they want to purchase everything or. Right. Well, at first we just purchased with like our own money, flipping the VA loan around, um, you know, financing with guarantors, 
um, like purchase small, make it happen renovations, um, and then furnished in the most disorganized, but scrappy way possible, and then took them live. Um, and then we eventually realized like there's use in doing a rental arbitrage method for expansion. It takes way less capital to get into a market, to get your own data. And then you show that performance to banks and you get funding to buy there yourself. Um, and so, so we do rental arbitrage now still and exist in our existing markets. We love to do it with larger homes that are super unique um, <clears throat> that, you know, somebody bought and wants to maintain because we have like a castle in Columbus, Georgia, of all places. And okay, we're going to need a picture of that castle to add to this YouTube <laughs> oh, yeah. episode. Most definitely. It's the Dinglewood Castle. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but John Travolta stayed there. That's fine. I hope you are because we're totally going to make that lie. Or- <laughs> just like My first question is like, what's John Travolta doing in Columbus, Georgia? But, you know, um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so we started doing the rental arbitrage method and that worked out phenomenally. We're amazing tenants. We professionally clean the house at least once a week and we know how to maintain houses and we know what's our responsibility. And we have like a whole team dedicated to man, like to being that relationship with the owner. So um, our owners have loved it and send us their other houses. Right. And so we grow that way. Um, and then we started managing as all companies who do it great for themselves turn to do. Um, so we do fully managed and then just digitally managed. But, you know, like digital is really hard as far as managing short term because you have your search engine optimization. You have to worry about your pricing, like maximizing that revenue, making sure you're managing all of the different platforms properly and your profiles on those platforms. Um, so it's a lot. And if you if you aren't doing it professionally, you kind of fall down in the search queue, you know, and so doing that for owners is a huge, a huge plus. Cause like they end up doing less and making more. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just for digital and of course, management fully managed is the same, same story. Um, so we do the fully managed and then we have special operations just to like, we, we have a lot of lingo in the company that's still military just because all most, a lot of us are veterans. So we have a special operations acquisitions team where we do like the yurts, the tree houses, um, the condos, the hotels, the bed and breakfast conversions. Well, that sounds awesome. I love how you guys have kind of come up with like a good mix there. I think it's just because like, I love a lot of different things. Otherwise, if I have to do the same thing over and over, I get really bored. And so we, we grow through that and, you know, are able to figure out what works. So how many properties do you guys have right now under management then? Um, we have four, around 450 listings right now. Um, by the end of this year, we'll have a thousand, um, you know, and about 60% of that will be owned. So purchased with, with private funding and then, um, you know, 20% rental arbitrage and 20% management. Okay. Yeah, you said something 
not too long ago that I wanted to make sure and hone in on. You mentioned that you y'all take care of your properties so well that you're excellent tenants in your arbitrage type rentals and just excellent owners as well. But you said that you do weekly cleanings in most of your homes. So how does that fit into the business model and help keep it profitable? Like how do you price your, your rentals appropriately to be able to balance that weekly cleaning? Oh, gotcha. Well, the cleaning fee is a huge discussion point amongst the short-term rental community, right? Right. Airbnb is so criticized for tacking on all of those add-ons, but You know, I think for short term rentals, you know, we have an average stay of 65, 65 flips a year. Right. So that's more than once a week that it's getting clean because it gets cleaned professionally and thoroughly after every single guest. When we have medium to long term guests, we go in there monthly um, based off of what that person's willing to pay. Okay. Um, And so, you know, and sometimes. If they, if, if they do kind of deny any type of cleaning, we still insist on our on-ground management going to check the house to make sure that they're treating it right um, monthly. And if they do deny the cleaning, then they have to give a larger deposit. Okay, that makes sense. So what percentage of your homes or stays are 30 plus days versus uh, short term? Mm. I, would, I would say 20%. 15 to 20%. We okay. have um, a department solely geared towards the midterm stays, mm-hmm. the, mid, the midterm furnished stays and, and the sales piece of that, you know, reaching out to insurance companies, managing furnished finder mm-hmm. and um, very profitable. <laughs> so. Excellent. So are, are the, Tenants that you are reaching out to for the short-term side different than the midterm side, right? Because you said, obviously, a lot of your properties are located in military areas. What's what's the need there for uh, short-term versus midterm? Like, you know, my husband and I have thought about San Antonio, for, for example, right? And we know there's like a lot of graduations because there's an academy there and a lot of short-term needs for people kind of coming and going. But what do you guys see from the military category as far as needs for both short-term and then on the flip side, like a midterm? Uh, midterm being longer than 30 days. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I would say so for military, it's probably about two weeks, right? Most of the families that we encounter, they're not their their initial plan is not short term rentals. It's to move directly into their house. Um, But we have the military housing, you know, on base housing to thank for those failures where they're like, oh, crap. And then they flex into us because, um, you know, my family of uh, three and a half little boys and three dogs and a cat and my husband moving into a hotel room is not acceptable. Um, and so, so a lot of times it's filling the gap before before that gap. Okay. Like on base housing might be available. Okay. And it doesn't, it's like, it, it doesn't normally last longer than two, three weeks for the military housing. So then who are your midterm tenants then? Who are you kind of targeting and filling there? Yeah, the midterm tenants would be um, traveling contractors who have to, you know, like those professionals that need to work in a city for a certain time. We have um, a lot of insurance companies that book with us. 
Um, that was actually one of the ways, like in COVID, when everybody kind of lost thou- hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue from all the cancellations, we pivoted into insurance clients. Um, and so a lot of those are insurance um, through the companies, right? Insurance companies have to provide housing for families when their house burns down or the mold remediation has to occur or that's flooded, right? And so they reach out to us. Um, let's see, of course, traveling nurses are always in our smaller units. And, um, we do have like around military bases, we have like there's training, right? Like in Fort, uh, Fort Sam Houston down in San Antonio or, uh, down in Columbus, Georgia, you have people on TDY where they're going to be there for longer, but as opposed to staying in a hotel, they get with three people and they, they split a short-term rental for, you know, a month to five months for that training. And so they'll, they'll go through there. Yeah. That's a, that's a good list. Our home in, in Belton. Yeah. In general, over the like past three years or whatever that we've owned it, it's attracted mainly military families and traveling medical professionals are the two that it attracts. Yeah. Uh, so it's been really neat getting to, you know, meet both, both styles of families that are serving our overall population well it like in such a powerful way so yeah we're very then, thankful for both i would also just record to appeal to you know like those families in need like the military families like making sure your house is not just a, sh- a medium-term house it's like a home right like you have it furnished to be able to support taking care of kids and dogs mm-hmm. and um you know like the the never accepted cats right i think with the pet with the pet thing yeah know that you've set yourself up for success with the right deposit and that you've also vetted like i always like to have a conversation with my midterm rental guests mm-hmm. you know it's that one extra step to see their personality, you know, what they're like before you move forward with the tenant screening. And I always have that conversation. Hey, what does the life of your pet look like if you're not home? So we've had plenty of dogs that haven't been crated uh, because I've asked and, you know, they say, hey, well, he's an eight year old that, you know, he just doesn't have much, much of that drive left in him. Uh, And then if they want to get up on the beds and couches, then I just ask that they put their, you know, put your own blanket or some, you know, some blanket down that can get stained and get, you know, scratched like a cat, like if a cat is uh, needing or anything like that. So that's and then remind them, I'm asking you all these questions Mm -hmm. because it is going to be this amount of a deposit and I want to make sure Mm -hmm. you're going to get your deposit back. So Mm -hmm. that's how I vet our pet owners for sure. So cats, dogs, they've all stayed with us. We've even had a duck in a long-term rental. A duck? That one was not approved, but it showed up one day and (laughs) we had a large deposit. So we let them keep the duck. (laughs) That is, that reminds me of friends with the chick and the duck. Okay. I want to circle back. Why a thousand units? I know you guys have, have a goal for this year for a thousand units. What, what is the story kind of behind that goal? Mm, it's pretty, because we can. It's hard. It's That's really fair. hard. Um, somebody at one point, our COO came in and he was like, I think we should do like, be more realistic about that and, and dial it back to 800. And I was like, absolutely not. Somebody told me a thousand, anything less than a thousand is failure on my part. So we're getting a thousand. 
So, and you're at around 400 or so right now, and we're in April. So what's the plan? How are we going to get to 1,000 this year? Well, well, I mean, we do have the capital for the acquisition of about 350 homes. Um, Is that from the Series B uh, $6 million investment on your website? 60, yes. And then we finance it to 150, yep. And then rental arbitrage because, you know, like we can't, it's not like the short term or the SFR firms where we can buy a thousand houses in a market and make that right. Like if you put a thousand properties that are short term, medium term rentals in any market, it'll saturate it. Yes. Because you're seeing in San Antonio. Um, So, um, you know, like we do, we have plans for... 120 rentals and then 150 managed. And then, um, uh, you know, about a hundred special ops projects. Cool. That's so, great. Not bad. So as you scale, how are you going to maintain that quality as you add, you know, anywhere from 30 to a hundred homes per month. How's your staff going to stay up to par and receive those five-star reviews uh, as a team? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. Uh, that, that is the challenging part, right? Like you can get, have capital and buy all of it, but it's actually implementing it. Um, so we have, you know, we've hired a great team, um, especially on my side of the company. I'm, you know, obviously very biased towards that, but, um, they're told, like, they know who their customer is, right? It's not like, this is some drunken bachelor party in Las Vegas where like, that's not really the thing. It's like you're hosting families. These are places people need, not want. And so you have to make them usable. Like you have to keep them in mind. And so, you know, you have to cut corners sometimes on the renovation because there's just not money in the budget to make it look super amazing and Instagrammable, if you will. But the amenities, the stuff that we put in the home, the cleanliness, the hosting of the families to make sure that they're there. Like that's, that's where we succeed. Um, you know, and we do like, we, we are able to pencil those deals that we can do a full remodel and make it like design worthy. Um, but you know, in this market these days, ensuring you get a 10% cap rate, it's like, Oh, we're not going to be able to, we're just going to clean the carpets and we're going to paint and that's good, <laughs> right? As far as reno, like, yes, I would love right. to do new tile in every house, but you just can't do that. You have to be economical about that. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really just the team knows the mission and they know who they're serving. And we're a startup still. And so everybody's really growth oriented and scrappy and just here to make it happen. Um, 
and like preserving that culture is how we're going to get there at a thousand homes and still maintaining quality. What percentage of your employees are, are veterans? Oh, not as many anymore. Okay. Um, we do have a lot of military spouses, okay. um, which was one of the first things I was very passionate about hiring in, in the beginning. Um, but, you know, I would, say, I would say it's probably a 50-50 mix just because you do need like some industry knowledge and know-how to, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And, um, you know, but I would say... The veterans, we do have a skill bridge program for uh, veterans transitioning out of the military to come into our company. And oh, then, great. you know, with their performance, they get um, employment. Like we just, we had a command sergeant major come in as an intern for us for six months. I was like, uh, sergeant major, you're not really like an intern. Okay. You're like special. Um, but he is now in charge of all of our sales managers And just, you know, is an amazing asset to us because he has like that grit, that scrappiness and the the story and can make sure like he he like trains and holds the sales reps accountable like he did all of his soldiers his whole career. So, Um, but yeah, and then military spouses are just like, you know, the engine that makes everything run for Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So. All right. So we have heard Joe on a different podcast that has said that your company is like the Walmart of furnished rentals. Tell us what that means. Well, Joe loves Sam Walton. So that's like, his, 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 you know, um, I think when we first started reading a book, he was book, like book clubs, you know, he's like made, made in a, what is it? Made in America or something. His, Sam Walton's book, but Walmart's expansion plan is genius. When you look at it, there have been research papers, like dissertations written on this because they didn't pursue the sexy deals, right? They didn't launch their market in New York city. They didn't launch stores in New York city or Las Vegas or Los Angeles, Chicago, right? They started in Bentonville, Arkansas and they slow, they expanded bit by bit, but servicing communities that actually needed their, their product. Good point. Yeah. And they created such a foothold in all of those suburban markets that they eventually took over um, with their superior logistics, their superior, you know, like pricing. And it became impossible for other companies to compete with them. And so, you know, similar to us, we're not, we did not go after Las Vegas, Deals have been presented to us. Nashville, that was one of the first ones because we were like an hour outside of Nashville in Fort Campbell. It's like, oh, we could go to Nashville, but that's just not our brand. That's not our style. I am not like an Instagram model designer. And, you know, like you have to be to be there, but that's very expensive. Like it costs them like $40,000 to furnish a house in that market at the time that I, that we were looking at it and it costs us like $12,000 to furnish a house, right? Like we just can't, it's expensive to go there and you go there for right. the show, not, not the like need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so very similar expansion model, right? Where we're targeting markets where people need us. They don't necessarily want to have to rent a home because they have to go home for a funeral, 
they need to. And so we're there mm-hmm. for that, um, much like Walmart. So, Right. I think there's also something to be said, you know, even when the economy shifts or takes a downturn, Walmart still has customers. Walmart, right. And it's like one um, of the first places you see in rural markets, right? It's like, hey, we've right. made it. We have a Walmart now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It just it really does present itself as as a need, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think that's very representative representative. So I appreciate that thought behind there. I think that's I think that's really interesting. And I'm glad you explained it because when I first saw that Kelly had written, you know, the Walmart of furnished rentals, I was like, mm, It's not I'm me, not so it's sure. Joe. Joe said it on another podcast. I mean you have to embrace it though, because like Walmart is the number one employer of people in the United States, not the government. That brings us back to the whole purpose of the episode, which is providing for military families that need a space before their next transition, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And while y'all provide for other travelers as well, it's like your heart is there for the military families. And I love that. So, Mm -hmm. and, and you served as well, Kate? I did. I was, uh, what can you, what can you tell us about your experience in the military? Oh gosh. Um, well, my husband and I met at West Point. We were, I was in the field for 11 days and coming out on a ruck march, we met as the sun rose over the Hudson Valley, (laughs) um, and like camo on and everything. But anyway, um, Carson, my husband always likes to say the military issued him everything he needed to include a wife. And so, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we, let's see, he commissioned, he commissioned into the infantry as an officer and I commissioned into medical service. So as an epidemiologist back before it became cool <laughs> due to COVID and then, um, served up in, let's see. So is it, uh, Sam Houston for about a year and then, uh, Fort Lewis up in Watt, uh, Seattle, um, the rest of it. And then ended up I really wasn't as great an officer as I would like to think, just because I'm more entrepreneurial at heart. Like, I don't like to be limited by rank and time at station. So um, it was also impossible to raise a family for me because, like, we had children and then both of us were set to deploy. And I was like, Mm, I didn't have kids to have my parents raise them. And I really don't love it. So I'm going to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, and. Is it military supportive? Like if you do end up having children and your, your assignment is not complete yet, uh, how does that work? Are you able to go ahead and leave the military or do they have you finish out your service? You have to, you have an obligation. You have to, you have to serve okay. for a set amount of time. Um, you know, just cause you have kids like doesn't mean you get a shorter time. Um, so you are, like you have to have a child care plan and all of that. And it's, it's very hard. There are dual military couples out there that do it and it's incredible, but they both love, they love the military and you have to love what you do. My husband loves what he does and would never get out. And so it's like, I just really think there's more out there for me. I think corporate could be fun. And I, I want to, you know, not have to miss my kids on these deployments, but of course, you know, Deployments aren't really happening as frequently these days because this was back, you know, in 2017. So, okay. 
Well, I would love to. I think we've covered so much and I think um, we've we've heard so much good stuff from the story of your company. I think the looming question that I have, and then I'll let Kelly wrap it up, is um, with so many properties, there has to be some amount of systems that you guys have found that help you to manage it, right? Whether it's um, a way to handle leads, maybe that come in from furnished finder or a way that you handled knowing which properties have clean, have been cleaned or your website or like what kind of systems have you found that maybe someone who doesn't have 400 properties could also implement that can, you know, kind of flux and scale and serve all the different levels, if you will. We, so we have a few different platforms we use for communication and bookings and cleanings. We use Guesty. Um, that's been really great for us on my side of the house, which is more so, um, you know, growth. So I manage the, the management growth. So all of the inbound leads and outbound leads, uh, for, for that. Um, we, Let's see, and then the rental arbitrage, right? And then implementation of that is very difficult um, to like fold it into that home that people need and make sure that operations is set up for success. And then of course, like the purchasing and renovating, you know, we're fully, fully integrated. So we're doing all of that in-house um, and it is very complicated. And I have, we use Asana. I'm a huge Asana advocate. And I think you can have Asana, you can use Asana if you have one property, you know, mm -hmm. for all of the tasks that you have, because you can, you know, just have a project for quarterly maintenance and checklists for cleaning and all of this, right? Or you can create this huge engine of a project. Our pipeline is personal. I, I majored in nuclear engineering. And so it's like modeled after a nuclear engineer or a nuclear power plant of like, like the the systems that have to happen and get implemented and the items that have to be checked and updated in order to move the property down the pipeline. Love it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's super complicated. And even our sales is managed through Asana to a point, right? We have a CRM um, that, you know, is um, managed through Venturi. But like once we start signing the deal and having to onboard it, it gets uh, put into Asana. And so I would, right. I would endorse Asana for free, <laughs> which I'm doing Love right it. now. Like it's so much better than all of the other task management platforms too. Hmm. So anyway. Love it. Well, Kelly, what kind of fi final questions do you have here before we wrap up? Uh, I just wanted to add, I put in cleaner checklist for furnished rentals on chat GPT and it was pretty cool the list that came out. So if you haven't tried Chat GPT yet, get on there, have some fun. It's free right now. <laughs> right now. But uh thank you for your service in the military. Thank you for everything you've shared about Patriot Family Homes on the episode today. Uh there's likely going to be comments from guests that watch the or, uh, listeners that watch the show. So we'll let you know if anyone reaches out and asks you a question specifically. But in general, reminder, everyone, if you want to connect with Patriot Family Homes or with Kate, all the details will be in the show notes on YouTube and on the audio platforms as well. So Kate, any final words? Oh, gosh. 
No final words. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I hope this was good content. I'm sure everyone will love it. And we just want to remind you, please subscribe, like, and comment, or leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts uh, or Spotify if you're enjoying our show. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone.